0: It is so wonderful to be with you. My name is Kurt. I serve as one of the pastors here. And I'm going to just piggyback on uh, what Ken was saying earlier. And just we just want to recognize that a desire we have here at the Vineyard Church is that we would be a people that experience God meeting us in real and tangible ways. And we're actually going to lean into this in Scripture today, and so we're going to have a chance to see God's Word. Um, illuminate for us the life of Jesus and the invitation to all of us. And we've been in this series, Jesus is Lord over everything, and before I jump into uh, this morning's message, I just want to uh, take a moment to just pray for uh, the women of our community. And here's what I learned um, along the way. Uh, I learned that Mother's Day is an interesting day. A day that is often given to, towards celebration, and it should be, and we will. But sometimes this is a day where uh, women suffer sorrow of uh, deepness in their heart. Families might experience sorrow on a day like today, because dreams have not been realized. The longing of a heart has been uh, experiencing the sorrow and sadness of uh, The loss of a a child you know to to mom through that shows us everything that we need to know about what a mother's love is and what it means and you know desire of a relationship that hasn't come and you're continuing to walk in patience maybe you have that relationship and a desire for a family that has not come because you're struggling with infertility And so on a day that um, we recognize we do all have moms and our lives are forever changed, hopefully for the better, but even as I say that, I recognize that sometimes not so much. And so it's this interesting tension that we maybe live in a day like this where we say happy Mother's Day and we need to care for one another's hearts well. So I just want to just take a moment to pray. If you are here and experiencing sorrow, we just want you to know that To the best of our ability, our heart goes out to you. In my own story, um, sometimes I have the chance to to be in places where people don't know me, and I find myself on a stage like this with a microphone. And I'll put a picture of my family up. And you might actually not know this about my family, but when I show a picture of our family, the photo always fails to show our pregnancy loss and miscarriage and things that we've experienced in our own story. And what I recognize is we might walk into a room full of people and it's hard for us to see the the full reality of your story. And I just wanna say to all the women that you are made in the image of God. You reveal something so important about who God is and we wanna bless you today. And we actually have a gift for you. This is for moms, biological moms, moms with dreams unmet, dreams dashed, spiritual moms, we are going to have a chocolate bar waiting for you in the lobby at the end of our service today. And you are invited to walk by and help yourself. Yeah, we got one excited mom. We just want to bless you with some chocolate and and a way just to say you've been thought of. We care for you. We love that you're a part of this community. You are leading in God's kingdom in a significant way. So God, we just bless the gift that we experience in women, they are made in your image, they reveal your loving character and kingdom, and today we celebrate with moms who are celebrating, we mourn with moms who are mourning, and we ask that your grace, by the power of your spirit, you would speak blessing and love to their hearts and minds. continue to meet every single one of them. And if there's waiting, we ask that you would care for them the waiting. If there's sorrow, speak to that longing of their heart. And, and may we all recognize the importance of having spiritual mothers, adopted mothers, biological mothers, mothers who are friends and who walk with us. We are richer for their love being poured out in our lives. So we bless them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Man, Thank you all so much for allowing me the time to do that. Today, as we move forward in our conversation, Jesus is Lord over everything. What we're continuing to invite all of us as a community to is to understand that if Jesus is God and the resurrection that we celebrate so joyfully on Easter is real, that we do not pick and choose what Jesus has authority over. Because if I'm picking and choosing then I'm exercising my authority as God and as Lord, and then I'm telling Jesus how to operate underneath my direction. But if God is real, and Jesus is the Savior of the world, then we are actually being invited into a faith journey where we learn how to let Jesus be Lord over everything. That in Jesus being Lord over everything, we are loved. In Jesus being Lord over everything, we're invited to experience faith. And today, what we're going to talk about that is in in God's kingdom, the kingdom story that God is writing through Jesus and through the power of the Spirit, is that there is freedom over oppression. And this is good news. This is really, really good news. If you could ever get excited about a God and a faith story and a faith journey being lived out here and now, this is the one to get excited about. Because I think what we all know about all of our lives, what we know about the world that we live in, is oppression is real and very comfortable to talk about (laughs) to a room full of people looking back at you and to all of you online. Freedom over oppression, that there is a work of God that's telling a better story, a loving story and a redemptive story. This is the good news of the gospel. And what I want us to be reminded of is this, that we can live under the authority of God when we live anchored in the love of God. To be very biblically sound, to anchor ourselves in the reality of God, we have to understand that God is always love, God is always relating to us from a character of love, and it's his perfect love that is always operating. God is very different than me. My perfect love does not always operate. Just ask people close to me when I get tired or when you get hangry or things like that. You might be able to relate to me in that way. But when we live under the authority of God, we're always living under and anchored in the love of God. Always, we cannot separate those out because that would be taking who God is and separating it from himself and asking and believing that God operates differently or in contrary ways to himself God operates perfectly in who he is. And scripture is very clear, God is love. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to explore the love and authority of God, which offers us freedom over oppression. There is freedom for us in all the ways our life is not fully revealing God's kingdom and God's character. And that was that ministry moment that we experienced together after worship, that God is always inviting us to be free to receive his love and his life in transformative ways. So we're going to jump into Luke and we're going to be in chapter 4. So if you happen to bring a Bible, this is a great time to open it. It's going to be on the screen behind me and we always encourage you to get connected with Scripture in your life. So the YouVersion Bible app is a free app. It's great. Check that out. Uh, But we'll be in Luke 4 and we're going to be looking at the life of Jesus. And this is what it says starting in verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee, so a real person in a real place, in the power of the Spirit. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. Everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was his custom, and he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. So just picture it. It would be like if Jesus grew up in Pearland. This is his hometown. He had been out traveling, gaining kind of social media credit, you know. And he's back home. We're kind of glad that he's here. And he walks up on stage instead of me, and they hand him the scriptures, the Old Testament scripture of Isaiah handed to him, and he walks up here. We're all picturing it, right? Right? Putting yourself in the story. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And this is what I would call the proverbial mic drop. He says, I am here. I am fulfilling what was prophesied about me. It." is happening the things of the old testament that pointed to me are underway and what i want us to do is just initially focus on verse 14 verse 14 is very interesting because it says jesus returned to galilee in the power of the spirit and news about him spread through the whole countryside Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. So church, here's what I want you to understand. We believe everybody is on a faith journey. And if you're here exploring faith, we are glad that you're here. We should be inviting our friends who are asking questions of life and faith and God, come with us. Let's journey together. And one of the things we are trying to do is learn how to follow Jesus in all things because Jesus is Lord over everything. Good. And what's interesting is I have to recognize I am not Jesus. Jesus. That is actually not who I am. I'm made in the image of God, but I am not God. And so I need to learn how to follow Jesus. And so if we are going to follow Jesus and we're going to be formed into the likeness of Jesus where our lives look more and more like Jesus, we will have to embrace a life full of the power of the Spirit. There's no getting around it. And I recognize humans have made this very complicated. Humans have potentially put barriers in front of you of why you would embrace a life like this. Because you've seen it work out and you go, I actually, nope, that's weird. I don't want any part of that. I have zero interest in the Holy Spirit. Jesus as our model, not humans as our model, not weird, wacky stuff as our model. Jesus as our model returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. I would encourage all of us, Assess how are you living your life? By what power or strength do you wake up every day? Do you go to work? Do you parent? Do you love your neighbors who are more your enemy than your neighbor? How do you do it? If we're going to look at Jesus, we have to understand Jesus is in the power of the Spirit, and we need to walk and live and breathe and move in the power of the Spirit. See, freedom over oppression should encourage us and alert us to two realities. Who wants the, uh, the encouragement first, or who wants the alerting first? Yeah, right? It's like good news, bad news. What kind of crowd are we today? Bad news. Here's the bad news. There is opposition. The bad news is there is bad news in the life we live. The bad news is there is actually a kingdom of darkness that is in opposition to the kingdom of God and the kingdom of light. If we need freedom over oppression, that means there is oppression. Right? Luke 4. I have been sent to proclaim freedom of the captives, recovery of sight to the blind. Freedom from oppression. This is real. There is real kingdom pushback. Spiritual warfare is real. That's the alerting. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. Jesus has something to say about it. The kingdom of God is not put off. The kingdom of God is not thwarted. Jesus says, this is actually why I've come. I've come so that you could be free. Get in on the story that I am writing. Get in on the life that I am living that is moving towards the fringes and towards the darkness and towards the edges and is actually pushing back with freedom and hope and love and life this is the mission and calling of the church of Jesus followers be encouraged be encouraged so here we go spiritual challenge there is real spiritual challenge anybody ever feel spiritual challenge i do man i've felt it a lot more recently then last so let me uh, frame this for you in verse 14 it says jesus returned to galilee in the power of the spirit what do you think jesus was doing before that was he on like spiritual retreat at the you know sandals spiritual resort just like living it up being served meals and just no care in the world no care in the world no that's not what he's doing check this out this is in luke 4 verse 1 jesus Full of the Holy Spirit. See, I told you, this is how Jesus lived his life here on earth. We should do the same. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. That does not sound like the Sandals Resort, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. There is spiritual challenge in Jesus' life, so what should we expect? Spiritual challenge in ours. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. There is real hunger. There are things that we are going to want, that we are going to think that we need of. The devil said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. In that moment of spiritual challenge, Jesus responds full of the Holy Spirit with the word of God, anchored in God's word. The devil said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor if you worship me. It will all be yours. So now he's on to the second temptation. I, the devil, will give you authority over all the kingdoms that you can see. Wasn't that kind of him? The devil's so nice. It will all be yours. If you are the son of God. Oh, sorry, I jumped ahead. Sorry. Jesus answers. It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So, the devil offers him authority in kingdoms. He responds with what? God's word again. Now here's where it gets interesting. So Jesus is being tempted. He's experiencing spiritual challenge. Anybody experience spiritual challenge? We a- yes, the room. Everybody's saying yes. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit and responding with God's word. He's anchoring priorities of the kingdom. He's understanding the spiritual ways that God operates. And then here's the real tricky one. This is the third temptation. The devil says, if you are the son of God. Do you see that little seed of doubt he's planting? If. If. Yeah, if, if you're actually a follower of Jesus. If God actually loves you. If, if, if. If your identity is what you think it is. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written... He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. The first two temptations, Jesus refutes with scripture. So then what does Satan do? He comes at him and he quotes scripture at him. Satan knows scripture and will even try and twist that up to deceive us. To get us to step outside of what God is doing and into what he wants us to do. Jesus answered, It is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus is showing us how to engage in spiritual warfare and to address the spiritual challenge. He anchors us in a God that provides for us, He anchors us in a posture of worship. And he anchors us in a posture of identity that we know that the Lord, our God, is the one we follow. The voice of the living God is the one our authority has been submitted to. And we don't need to test that God. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. In the spiritual challenge we face, if Jesus was tempted and the devil was looking for opportunity to come back at Jesus... I just think we need to be very aware that the devil is also looking for opportune times to come at us, to distract us, to deceive us, to discourage us, to distance us from community, to distance us from the living God, to engage the spiritual challenge that is normal. If we are going to live in the midst of the kingdom collisions, the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of darkness, this is a biblical theme from start to finish. I think there are a couple things we see in the life of Jesus that I want to point us to. One is Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. Continually say, Holy Spirit, would you fill me up? Would you fill me up? Life causes me to leak. I get tired, I get discouraged, I get busy, I get angry, I get upset, I get focused on myself. I need to regularly be reminded that I need to be full of the Holy Spirit. God, would you fill me again? Would you fill me up? Jesus lived full of the Holy Spirit, help me to live full of the Holy Spirit. Jesus walked his life out full of the Holy Spirit, help me to do the same, okay? So here's a great way to practice this, it's three words. Don't you love when like speakers try to make it so simple that everybody in the room can do it? come. Holy Spirit. That is a prayer you can pray every day. Come, Holy Spirit. And it's a prayer that's aligned with Jesus in his heart for the church because Jesus said, When I go to be with the Father, I will give you the Holy Spirit. And then we see in the early church, he says, Wait until the right time and I will pour out my Holy Spirit. So I think this is us just getting on board with what God's heart is. The other thing that Jesus does that's really important here is that he was rooted in God's Word and God's worth. If we're going to engage and understand how to navigate this life that is going to be full of spiritual challenge, we need to root ourselves in God's word and God's worth. Because even the devil knew to quote God's word at him, right? So there's something more than just knowing intellectual facts about the Bible and being religious. We need to operate in relationship. We need to know God's word and understand how to relate to God so that we have God's word and God's worth. We can live under the authority of God when we live rooted and anchored in the love of God. So here's my encouragement to us, how to live with our eyes wide open. We need to be aware of the opposition. Like, let's just not be surprised. Let's just not be surprised. When you see pain and death, understand that the Bible says there are powers and principalities. Sin and destruction is at work in a fallen world, and God's declaration is, behold, I am making all things new. Spiritual warfare is real, and we have a spiritual enemy. Spiritual warfare is real, and we have a spiritual enemy. This does not mean we should be looking for Will Ferrell dressed up with like horns and stuff saturday night live reference and this does not mean we need to like be peeking behind like oh we're like oh no like spiritual warfare this is in humility god would you come and let your kingdom come in me and through me because i know there's real opposition and we need community to do this i was thinking about a story of my own life Uh, my wife lauren and i will celebrate 16 years of marriage this summer and we had the privilege to get invited onto a spiritual retreat a number of years ago and this happened to be in a stretch of years where marriage was hard everybody's like, yeah, marriage is hard, Kurt, Duh. like, it just is, marriage is hard, and here's what happened, there was a team of people praying for us on this spiritual retreat, and we had been in some years that were hard in our marriage, and as they were praying for us, much like what we saw Ken demonstrate today, as they were praying, they said, hey, we just have a sense from the Lord, you guys have been going through some hard times, but I just feel like you're supposed to know that that is spiritual warfare more than anything, That the enemy is trying to discourage you in your marriage and is actually coming at you. The problem is not between the two of you. The problem is that you have an enemy coming at you to try to take you out. And I will tell you this. You know what I experienced in that moment? I felt the kindness of God. And I felt invited to freedom. In that moment, th- this weight I had been carrying to try to figure it out and try to be better and do better and help our marriage be better or whatever that was, this like religious thing that was like firing in me, I felt freedom come because it was like, God, yes, there is a spiritual battle and that's going to come after me and it's going to come after my wife, it's going to come after us, it's going to come after my friends, and you have something to say about that. So there's spiritual challenge. Everybody Smile. It's okay. Jesus wins. That's why there's good news. So check this out. There's not just spiritual challenges, there's spiritual conviction. Jesus anchors us in the conviction of his kingdom to say, let me show you what my kingdom is like. Let me show you what I'm up to in the world and come be a part of it. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Man, if you ever feel poor the kingdom of God is for you. If you ever feel spiritual poverty and you're just discouraged and depressed about life, the kingdom of God says, I've got good news for you. And it's just not some like off, you know, in the clouds, spiritual thing. He's like, no, if you're blind, see in the name of Jesus. If you're oppressed, be set free. If you're a prisoner, I've come to loose those chains and let, like we sang, let the shackles fall off. There is favor for you in my kingdom. Isaiah 61 is the passage he's quoting out of. During our series in Lent, we looked at Isaiah 58, which is another one that he's referencing there, that we would love God and we would love people around us, that there are convictions that we need to live with as followers of Jesus, and they're found in Luke 4, full of the Holy Spirit, rooted in God's word, and in God's worth. Our identity is found in the living God. Our encouragement and direction for life is rooted in the scriptures, read in community, discerned together. All authorities must bow to the authority of Jesus. So, if we're going to be aware of the opposition, let's be aware of the opportunity. Let's be aware of the opportunity. Jesus invites our full participation to meet the real spiritual needs around us. This is what Jesus did. He comes, he says, hey, fulfilled, boom, I'm out, I got stuff to do, I got people to heal, I got sermons to preach, I've got people to dine with and sinners to meet up with and go into that house and release freedom there, and I'm going to release freedom over there, and yep, in the front row, you get it too. Because the kingdom is not just proclaimed, it's demonstrated in Jesus, and the church needs to proclaim and demonstrate the good news of the kingdom today. Do we need good news in our homes, life, city, neighborhood, workplaces, kids' schools, kids' sports teams, in the stands? Can I get an amen? There we go. We're awake. This is good. The kingdom's coming. But here's the deal. He says, come be a part of it. Come be a part of it. Receive everything you need from me and then share that story. And if if it's changing your life, don't just keep it to yourself. When you're talking with your friend, you know, because y'all walked the trash out miraculously at the same time, because that's the only time you see your neighbors, right? You strike up a conversation with them. What we have to understand is that Jesus lives on mission and the conviction of his kingdom is to seek and save, to love and to, to welcome people to the table, to welcome people to the table. What we're doing is we're, we're responding from God's love, God's authority and God's word and we're living that out in our day-to-day life. We're actually on the lookout to go, God, do you want to bring freedom here? Is there more freedom you want to bring here? Is there more freedom you want to bring here and here and here? Like, where? Like, where do you want to bring freedom, God? Like, bring it. Bring your favor. Bring your kingdom here and now. There's opportunity. There's spiritual challenge. In God's kingdom, there are spiritual convictions that we need to live with to love God and to love those around us. And what we see in Jesus is a spiritual confrontation. If you keep reading in Luke 4, I'm not going to do it today, but if you just want some fun, like just to expand your view of who God is and what he's up to on the earth. Verses 31 through 44, this is what Jesus is up to. Jesus drives out demons. He heals the hurting. He is bringing freedom where it is needed most in personal ways, in real time and place, with people and in cities. Jesus says, I am going to confront the enemy. And he invites followers of Jesus to join in the fun. You're like, I don't know if that'd be fun, Kurt. I don't know what I think about that. This challenges me. This challenges the Western mindset. Like, there's no more demons. Like, that was just like, that was back then. We don't need to cast any demons out. Uh, based on this commercial I saw yesterday, I'm going, I think there are some. <laughs> I couldn't even look up at the TV. Like, I'm literally, I'm doing dishes, and I'm going, blah, blah, la 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 boo, 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 boo. <laughs> Like, just the normal stuff of, like, media and entertainment. And I'm going, that feels dark to me God wants you to be free and the enemy does not our battle is not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities it is a kingdom confrontation and we we don't need to be this is not to produce fear because that's actually not the way of God's kingdom listen to Brian's message last week it was beautiful it was great The perfect love of God casts out fear. We are being invited into a story of God's love and redemption. And we just need to walk with our eyes wide open. Receive the kingdom of God. Proclaim the kingdom of God. Demonstrate the kingdom of God and share the good news. Share the good news. As you're praying for friends, if you feel an encouragement, come. Share it with them. As you're praying for your family, if you feel an encouragement, come, share it with them. If you see something that does not feel right to you, speak up and say, that is not the way of my king. Jesus, as Lord, says freedom, not oppression. Freedom, not bondage. Freedom, not fear. Be free in Jesus' name. Jesus as Lord calls us to freedom and sends us out on mission. This is what I was talking about. You look at Jesus do it, and then in, in Luke 4 and in Luke 10, he sends out 72 of his followers. He says, go for it. And they come back rejoicing. They say, even the demons listen to us. Like, listen, if you don't like what I'm saying, that's fine. But you got to take it up with, with who God is and what he does in Scripture. I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I would encourage you not to cut that part out of your Bible. I think we should wrestle with this. I think this is how we get to be a part of good news coming. This is how we get to be a part of good news coming. So here's my question as we finish. I think it's like it's a question but it's actually a statement because I just know myself all too well. I need freedom from fill in the blank. And maybe we need freedom from fill in the blank. One of the greatest challenges that we face is living hidden. Nobody knows that I need freedom, except me, and I just hide. I walk in, everything's fine, try to preach a good message, invite you to come be free, and you walk out. You walk in, and you walk out. You walk in, you walk out. And we're tired, and we're sad, and we're discouraged, and we're lonely, and we're poor. We're poor in spirit. We're poor in energy. We're poor of how we look at people. We're discouraged. We're depleted. And Jesus says, this is why I have come. I have come to proclaim the good news of God's kingdom. If you keep reading in Luke 4, that's where it culminates. I have come to proclaim the good news of God's kingdom. Let God pour deeply His freedom into your life. And then join Him in the story of redemption He is writing. Let His freedom come. Here's how we do it. You ready? Choose humility, choose repentance, receive forgiveness. And let the Holy Spirit come and do what only the Holy Spirit can do. This is not a self-help message. This is a let God help message. Let God come in power. Let God come with his authority and his love for you today. And may it come for us as a community because we need to love others with the hope and compassion of Christ. This should radically alter the way we see the people around us. should radically alter the way we love the people around us. We sang about it this morning. I just am so grateful to the discernment of our worshiping community because as we were worshiping this morning, I went, we're singing what I'm about to preach. We're singing what I'm about to preach. We're singing what I'm about to preach. preach." Lead us in your love for those around us. Here's how we're going to respond. We've been practicing weekly communion, if you have been with us for now a number of like weeks. We're learning how to rhythm it in our community, and we're going to respond by coming to the Lord's table. And I believe that communion is an invitation to freedom and kingdom participation. We come receive everything we need, and then we go as witnesses to the redemptive work of God. We come receive forgiveness. We come receive hope. We come receive the indwelling presence of God. And we come say, We say, Come, Holy Spirit, would you do what you need to do in me? Would you wash me with your blood? Would you cleanse me? Would you renew me? Would you redeem me? Would you work freedom in my life so that I can live outside of this community as a free person pointing to your kingdom? Where do you need freedom today? Where do you need freedom today? just come. And between you and the living God, you can just say, God, this is what I've been holding on to. I've been finding my worth somewhere else. Set me free. I feel tempted by the devil in the most, he just, opportunity after opportunity, it just feels like the enemy is striking in my life. Would you come and cut that off in Jesus' name? Be free. Be free. Do not come with shame do not come with anything like that because Jesus shows us there is a kingdom confrontation. There is a spiritual challenge. And we just get to confess that. Lord, in my own strength, I am weak, but I need you to come. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to worship. And we're, the tables are going to be open. And I'm going to invite you to just come receive and just let God speak to you. Like, I cannot personally minister to everyone in the room, but the living God can. The Holy Spirit can come in power. And then we're going to have ministry time after that. If you need prayer today, we are going to pray for healing. We're going to pray for freedom. We're going to pray for spiritual oppression to lift. We are going to practice what we see Jesus doing because that is the only way we know to go forward. So let's stand as a community to begin to posture an active response. And this might be new to you if you have not been with us before. So I want to just share a couple quick things. This table is an invitation to, to share friendship with Jesus, and he says, come. If you can come in faith, and this is your first Sunday here, come. If you've been around a long time, and you've watched, and you are more than welcome just to watch, what is God doing in this time? But this table is open to all who come in faith in Jesus. And so, Lord, we just bless what you will do as we come and Participate in the meal you showed us how to share with you, a meal that points to remembering you, a meal that speaks to the forgiveness of sins by your blood shed on the cross, by your body coming and living and dying and resurrecting that there is hope in you. So just bless this moment of encounter. just a minute we're going to pray the lord's prayer together and then you can come receive the elements and i would encourage you come receive them and just in a posture of worship just take them back to your seat and just say god would you come and bring freedom and lift your voice as we sing this song so let's pray this prayer together to lead us to the table our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Deliver us, God, we pray. Deliver us today in the joy of your freedom that comes For it says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So come and pour out your spirit. Do what we actually need to have done in our lives today, God. As you receive the bread and you receive the cup, know that you are receiving the presence and the power of the living God. Come and receive and then let's worship as we close our time together today. God and we're just thinking like this is the story we've been invited to this is what it looks like to live free to worship God and it's powerful I'm just aware of God's presence and the Holy Spirit is here and you can get in on it and yet there's something that God's kingdom calls us to and this is it in Isaiah 58 is this not the kind of fast I have called and chosen for you to loose the chains of injustice to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked, to clothe them and to not turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. The righteous will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. He is here for you today. Where do you need freedom? Where do we join in the story of God to show up on Tuesday morning and say, there is freedom in the God I know and serve. So, God, we just ask for your Holy Spirit to just continue to pour out your life, your breath, your love, your hope, your kingdom come and coming. We need you, Jesus. We need you. You are the giver of life. You are the source of love. We need you. Let's stand as a community. And if you're available to pray today, I want to invite you just to be down here because we want to stand with you where you need freedom. If you have been experiencing physical oppression, we want to pray for healing. If you've been experiencing financial oppression, we want to pray that you would see a way through that. If you've been experiencing relational strain, much like the story I told, let us pray for you that you would experience the freedom of God. If you've been struggling with things like sin in your life, That is so normal. And when we come and we receive communion, what God is asking us to do is to remember him. And I was just thinking about the criminal on the cross and his cry to God was, you are the God of all gods. You are the king of kings. Remember me. Remember me. God has not forgotten you. God has not distanced himself from you. He says, here I am come to me so God we just ask for you to pour out your spirit and just for anyone who really needs to respond today just give them the courage to come the humility to come but we know that you are God bigger than that so just keep chasing us keep pursuing us keep calling us to the freedom that comes from you and use us this week send us out of this place to be proclaimers and demonstrators of your kingdom, to be people of hope who say, God, bring your freedom here in Jesus' name. We bless your church, who you love, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.